my brother. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Odin Samuel Sons podcast. We got Jeremy and Brandon here, and we are we are here to touch on the WandaVision series finale recap. Uh, we're gonna do it a little bit differently today. Uh, instead of like going like a you know like a scene by scene episode, kind of like we did for the episode last week, we're kind of gonna give our thoughts on the episode itself, and then we're gonna bring into our thoughts on what we think will happen moving forward in the MCU. Brandon, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, we just kind of figured. You, you watched it. We don't need to go over it again. Um, exactly. Listening, we hope we would expect that you've watched the episode by now. Therefore, we don't need to go in as much detail into it. We want to give our thoughts going forward and our thoughts from this whole entire series in a whole. Brandon, you want to start us off? Yeah, I want to talk about how this whole thing was just like a giant witch fight that everyone thought would be way more than it actually was, but I am very pleased with what happened. It was mm-hmm. very, it, it was all about the Scarlet Witch prophecy per se. Right. Um, and, and I'm very, very pleased with the direction they took it with and not bringing in like a big, big baddie from the series. Or even a big, big like hero, you know, that we were we we thought we we could expect, but exactly because Wanda's not a villain; she's not exactly a hero either. And I'm kind of enjoying her uh, in between in there, um, right? Because like but... she's she's perceived as like a good guy, but doing bad things. Well, it's not even like doing bad things. It's more about like the intentions behind her actions. Right. Um, she didn't really mean to start the hex, and then she didn't remember how she did it in the first place. That's um, true. And she ended up taking it down, but she had to sacrifice her whole family for it. So it, it does state a lot about her character and her moving forward, I would say. But I, I would also say that she's going to do anything to get her kids back, which we saw um, in that mm-hmm. post-credit scene when, when yep. she's you know, fucking with the Darkhold and, and astral projecting, making herself tea. Um, but speaking of the Darkhold, I, I want to talk about one line that Agatha did say, um, kind of right before the height of their big, you know, magic, or, or sort of like the start of their big magic fight. Right. Um, when she summons the Darkhold and kind of materializes in front of her and she reads, uh, you know, a few captains from it. Um, her main one is that it's your destiny to destroy the world. Um, and she doesn't need incantation or anything like that to perform magic, which I thought was really cool. Um, we're, we're getting like a, a, a witch Jean Grey almost, kind of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, just kind of different superpowers, but same along the same lines of, of, of like the meaning. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm very much behind it because I think her actions uh, kind of Wanda Vision for me kind of served the purpose of Wanda realizing her true and intended power uh, so that she, you know, can be adapted directly from the comics now because that's kind of like what's happening. Right, because um, all we thought, you know, up until this show was she got her powers, from the, she got her yeah. powers from the Mind Stone and that was that. But there, now we know that there's more to it, and, and yeah. now we know that the show served its purpose in showing her unlocked power um, right. now that it's full and now that she is the Scarlet Witch, quote-unquote. Um, and now we're going to see her and Doctor Strange absolutely blow it out of the water. 
Because Absolutely. now we we can assume we saw Doctor Strange. We know he's powerful as hell. He went toe to toe with Thanos, and he's still you know fucking everybody up. Um, yeah, and he, he and he tricked Dormammu too. You know. That yeah, yeah. But now we know Wanda is more powerful than Doctor Strange. We heard that directly for, quote from Agatha. It says directly from the Darkhold. It says more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Which now Doctor Strange is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but it also makes me think how powerful Agatha is still, and how Agatha, I think, is going to come into play for Doctor Strange. Um, at least it's a possibility that she's in the future. You they think she'll come play... into play? You think she'll come into play as you know against to like to use against Wanda in the next Doctor Strange? I think it'll be more for like information. I think it'll be like Doctor Strange would be like, "All right, Wanda, where the hell did you get this fucking book?" Okay, yeah. She'd be like, "Oh, I got it from this witch who I froze in time in Westview, who's like a nosy little neighbor now because of my magic." They'll be like, "All okay. right, let me let's counter go you, to New Jersey." Let me counter you though. Do you think Wanda, not Wanda, excuse me, Agatha, will give the help to Doctor Strange, trick him, escape, gain her powers back, and you know, do this all over again? Well, she technically still has her powers if, like, you know, they'd have to put up, like, runes before they'd, like, wake her up or something. Because Wanda didn't take away her powers. She just put runes up all all up in the hex, and she couldn't use them. So it's still there. It's just that when she made her um, Agnes again, um, her powers were there. It's just that she's Agnes now. It's not aware that she has them. Ah, I gotcha. But she still has them, I think. Um, but let's talk about, uh, Vision and White Vision's fight in the library. The, the first thing I will say about that is kind of like touching off what you said about how they, they made it about like Wanda and Agatha's fight. Yet, like, I liked the amount of like fight time, so to speak, that Vision and White Vision had in relation to the other fight that was taking place. Like I, it, it wasn't as big of a fight as that one, but it still served its purpose to lead to more of a plot. Of a plot. It was it was very satisfying. I, yes. I would definitely say so. Um, I, I loved the the ship of Theseus uh, analogy that they they put out there, mm-hmm. um, where basically the ship of Theseus analogy is that the, it's an artifact in a museum, um, and then they take away the planks of of the ship. Um, in order to replace it. And the whole question is, is it still the ship of Theseus? Um, and then White Vision says, no. Um, and then he says, well, what about if they take the same planks um, and they restore the rot in it? Um, and it's the same same boards as the original ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and White Vision says, um, neither is the true ship. Uh, and, and I, and I just think it, it's, you know, followed this cool theme of, of vision, you know, again, like I said, in one of our previous episodes, he has the wisdom of an old man, but the innocence of a child. Um, and, and it's so cool to kind of see this, like he, he quote from, from the show, uh, a carbon based, um, synthesoid. Mm-hmm. So he is carbon based. It's, he says, it's not so easy to delete data. And he restores the white vision's uh, memory for all the visions that have occurred up until now. Right. So I, I don't think that white vision, we are going to see him for a while. Uh, my my that... theory is 
and this is just the hunch that we won't see him until the next Black Panther. That that's a good theory, honestly, because you know those are, they're the experts in vibranium. Exactly, like it is, it is, it is a, a vibranium source, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, as white White Vision being like you know made of it, I think he will track the source of you know a vibranium in in Wakanda. And the plot will go from there. Do I know what that will be? I have no idea, but that is my hunch. Well, they, they were, um, I remember reading a while ago that for the next Black Panther, they're, um, well, they're doing a series, actually. Ryan Coogler is doing a Disney Plus series on Wakanda. Um, but also but, Black Panther um, as well. So they're doing an, another film, right? Well, they, no, they're doing series. Um, they're, they're doing a series uh, for Black Panther. Not for Black Panther, Panther for Wakanda. They're doing a Wakanda series. Oh, okay. Um, and it's going to be about like the country of Wakanda. But I, I think like before that, uh, they were they were talking about writing a, the Lost City of Atlantis to go against kind of Wakanda, and they would bring in the Sea Namor, um, which is kind of like the Marvel's version of you know Aquaman, which would be very fun and exciting. But I, I kind of like the idea of exploring Wakanda itself a little bit more. And maybe paying more of a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, yeah, um, because that that's definitely you know very necessary in that respect. Um, but I think in honoring the world that he's created is much more of a fitting thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it, it would make sense if he if he ended up uh, you know in Wakanda's radar or something like that. Um, I, I don't think it would make sense to write him into Doctor Strange um, just chronologically after the event. Right. Um, no, I, I don't think he plays a part uh, you know. in that in that plot line. I think he's mm-hmm. I think he's leaning more towards a vibranium based plot line, honestly. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to have to see with that. I, I'm I'm definitely thankful that Paul Bettany is staying in this universe. Right. Um because I, I want him to be in it for as long as possible. Um, and, and he, he actually recently said that forever, like forever. He recently like said that exact same thing. He would be, he would be down to play vision forever. He says, yeah, I mean, he, he loves the character and he's done such a good job with the character too. Um, so I, I've just been super impressed by his acting. I've been impressed by all their acting, but um, one thing about vision though, it, it definitely takes a certain type of skill to sort of bring in us talking about his, you know, how his innocence of his, of his being a child and wisdom of an old man. Right. Um, All at once. It takes a very high caliber level of acting to, you to, know, do to that. make it to work. Yeah, something. absolutely. Yeah. To play something that's like as complicated and as layered um, as a robot that is so profound. I mean, you remember what his line was in Age of Ultron? Well, I was born yesterday. Yeah, and, and we got to see that that was like his first example of like kind of like comical humor a little bit, a little situational humor. Um, and we really got to see him kind of be hilarious. Yes, absolutely. Um, that that was he had done, some great one. He had some he had some great like comedic moments in this in this entire series. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's just been a, a good old gem, and then. Uh, you know the the when he said when he said goodbye to Wanda um, when the house came down. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was so sad. Um, Wha- and when so he said you are a piece of the. Mo- oh, go ahead. Wanda does not know though that Vision 
was able to recalibrate White Vision's memory, though. That's so true. That brings me, I guess I that makes me that... circle back to: Is there any chance he converges with Wanda in the coming in the coming events? I don't think that. I think their relationship is kind of done in that respect a little bit because I mean he did try to squeeze her head until it popped, um, you know, in that in that episode. Um, but I I just think that at least in the comics also. Um, when Vision becomes White Vision, uh, his, his feelings for Wanda completely disappear. Um, and I, I don't think that they're going to completely disappear per se, um, but I, I do think that there's a possibility that they're going to like write something like that, where he's, he's much more logical than he is feeling. Um, so he wouldn't find it logical to love Wanda. It's just not in his direct programming. He has memories, but he, yeah. All right. Um, now let's get to the two... You know, as Marvel fanatics, they're always like there's always one thing we always do. We watch the entire film and then we stay till the end of the credits. Let's talk about the two end credit scenes we saw. You did touch up on, you know, one of them already. Let's talk about the other one that we saw before that, which was Monica Rambeau getting pulled into a, a movie theater by a by an officer who we know turns out to be a scroll. And gives the line uh i have a friend from uh, brandon quote please like i might have forgot the quote i don't i don't have the quote i think i actually raised it but, but like pretty much referencing nick, referencing nick fury i initially thought also mm-hmm. the movie theater such a nick fury move come on that that screamed nick fury for me i thought nick fury was gonna pop out but like I was just like movie theater this is a nick fury move i don't know how but it definitely is so wait, Nick Fury is stuff. like based on what we saw from Far From Home. He's still in space. He's still in space, yes, but he's in contact with the scrolls because he's on the spaceship with the scrolls. And B, he talked to the scrolls who were disguised as Nick Fury, um, Talos and his wife. Um, and then we see uh, that that scroll that met with Monica is a completely new scroll. Right. Um, yeah. If that were the scroll that were, you know, that they do, she would be like, Monica, what's up? Like, we hung out when yeah. we were kids. We saved the world. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> TBT, am I right? Like, OMG. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I'm excited for that because I still have, I have no handle on Mo- what Monica's powers are going to be in this universe or in this iteration. Um, but I know that from, just like seeing her, she's she's probably like fucking stoked she has powers. Yeah. Yeah. I might be having a little technical difficulty here. Brandon, can you hear me? Alright, well I'm having an unfortunate trouble of not hearing you on this podcast, my friend. Our apologies to those listening at the moment. We might be having some sound issues with our mics right now. All right, we do apologize for that earlier. We had a little bit of a microphone issue with our mics. 
Uh, but we are going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close here. Please, I hope uh, for those listening, to do tune in uh, next week, sometime next week, and or the week after that. We are going to start uh, uh, shooting off some theories about... Is that next week? Uh, uh, next week is actually... Yeah, the 19th is next Friday. That is when the series starts. That is... Okay, yeah. My bad. Yeah, that is the one that starts. Yeah, so... I hope, hope whoever's listening uh, tunes in next week. Uh, we are going to start doing some theories on the Falcon Warrior Soldier, and potentially next week we will be having our very first guest on our podcast. So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned next week for that. They're awful. It's going to be terrible. Be an awful guest. <laughs> Why bother? Just, just not a good guest. Not a quality person. No. Brandon, you're giving too many spoilers <laughs> to who we're having on. Let let the people think. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to thank you guys for listening to the Odin Samuels on the podcast. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, and all those fun streaming services. Just give us a search. Um, but yeah, everyone have a good weekend. Stay safe.